0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: This is episode 132 of the Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com.
2: On today's show, we discuss qualities we look for in an equine partner. In Patapedia, we focus on boredom breakers for an active horse. In Critter Nutrition, the focus is on histamine, friend or foe. And in Coffee Clatch, we choose dog breeds that have a sense of humor. Listen in.
1: Hi, I'm Tigger. And I'm Patty.
3: And I'm Coach Jen. And thanks for tuning in to Healthy Creators Radio. We meet twice a month and chit-chat and geek out on all things health, <laughs> mental, physical, and otherwise for humans, horses, dogs, cats, bunnies, llamas, you name it. It's here. So thanks for stopping by. <laughs> yeah, there we go. And uh, this is the part of the show. We always open things up with a little bit of a chit-chat. And we're, before we start to record, invad- invariably... Somebody says, Oh my gosh, what's the chit chat about? Because we never plan ahead. <laughs>
2: yes, exactly.
3: Well, because we have horses. You can't plan
1: ahead. I, <laughs> can't like, plan I, ahead, ahead. Because we have horses.
3: <laughs> As like duh and puppies. And, <laughs> and, puppies. Puppies. and puppies. and puppies. And puppies. And puppies. So last time we, we focused a little bit on the new puppies in Tigger's life. We may touch briefly on them mm-hmm. before we're done today because hello it's puppies. But uh, this time, I thought we might focus a little bit on Patty's babies. You have a baby horse that you took out to I do. WEF yeah. for the first time this year. Give us a brief mm-hmm. synopsis of your baby horse and how it went in his first season.
1: Well, he is his name is Halstead, and I got him from two very dear friends of mine, um, Kosh and Bob Wharton in Virginia. And I bought him because he had a pretty head. Yes. I said it. I meant, you know why? <laughs> because he's proven to be a good dressage horse. I would never have admitted that had he not come to Florida <laughs> and did a mic drop. But I got to tell you, this horse is so flipping cute. And Tigger will tell you, I like horses with a sense of humor. And yes,
2: you do. Um,
1: oh my gosh, he is, um, it's kind of funny after how many years I've been doing this, I was like, can you have another hard horse? I mean, does that something that happens? Yes, my friends, it does. So we call him little baby. Hal. um, he's about seventeen two. Um, he's, uh, just a big wide boy and he is, um, he just loves life. Everything that he does, he loves life. Um, I, uh, <laughs> so, um, I came down here really with the main mission of just really wanting to have, you know, the correct balance and, you know, uh, my coach and longtime friend and mentor is Kathy Conley. And, um, she has, <laughs> is so good about throughness and taking time and doing exercises, which I love. And, um, we, uh, just kind of Felt like he was in a good balance, and he accepts things well. And I'm at this beautiful place called Eagle Tree Farm, where I showed Tigger, Jen, you would love it. There's a tree in the uh, in the off distance where um, an eagle has made a nest, and so every single day you can see the eagles. Yeah, a bald eagle. Yeah, feeding. it. Is it called <laughs> Is that right? First? Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's three and it's just amazing. So the Eagles like fly below you and above you when you're walking around the property. Anyway. Um, so we brought him out. Um, I first brought him to white fences, um, which, you know, he's, he's five and he's been a couple places in his life, but not many. And he just went out and handled it like a, just a trooper in the, and just a, actually, I, I apologize. I went to global first, which was kind of a big venue <laughs> And um, he handled that just amazingly and won all of his classes. But the funny thing, this is the first horse that I've never broken myself or had my daughter break or somebody like that worked for me. And I left him with this wonderful girl in Virginia when I was moving back to Texas named April Trimmer, And she completely recognized that he was a bit of a character. So she taught him to smile. And so he will lift his lip up and smile when you point your finger up. I had one other horse that I love dearly that Tigger can tell you about that did the same thing. But Hal, if you walk by and he's thinking about a cookie, he'll just start lifting his lips. And if you don't give Hal something, he'll pick up a speed pen and throw it at you. Not kidding, it's the truth. I mean he's just kind of a joke. Silly, silly thing. So anyway, he went to global and just was adorable. And when we came out, <laughs> the ring stewards we're checking everything and Hal thought it was tree time. So he just starts lifting his lip. And so the new standard for him is when you come out of the arena, the ring stewards give you sugar or they'll give you a piece of candy or whatever they have. And that's pretty much how that went. Um, so anyway, he ended up going to, um, after that he went to white fences and he won every class he did there. And, um, the, ring stewards did the same thing. It was just adorable. So it was a really, it was a really wonderful first season for him. I only showed him twice. Um, you know, of course I want to keep him happy and he's just the, the most adorable character. And I'm so happy that Tigger got to meet him because he's just, um, he's, he's totally a mean horse. Isn't he Tig?
2: Yeah, totally yeah. A hundred percent.
1: Yeah. So, um, so he kind of came here and um, took some names and got some treats from people who didn't know <laughs> at the end of every lesson. Um, Kathy would come over and he would smile at her and he would get a treat.
3: <laughs> so
1: <laughs> so it, it was, it was a really successful, a really, really successful season for him. So, so,
3: so you're, you're really, you, it's really neat that you're allowing him to stay young and fresh and the, f- keep the fun in his life as he starts his career, because I think it's all too easy to get down and dirty and serious And obviously that thrives on being a big personality. Well, and he's a
1: big personality and he's a hell of a mover. I mean, he's an amazing mover. He's not ever gotten anything less than an eight um, or higher on Gates. And so, you know, I just, I, you know, my big thing at this point in my life is I want to do the absolute best that I can at this, at what, with what I know and what, the more I learn, the less I know for sure. Yeah. But, um, I, um, I just want him to be joyful. I, you know, I mean, he pulls me to the ring, you know? Um, and I just want to, I, it, you know, it's all about that for me. So he's, I, I feel pretty lucky to be at this point, um, with this incredible, incredible horse that I bought because he had a pretty head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not embarrassed say that. He had a really pretty head.
2: Well, and this is, this is perfect because, Our round table today is what qualities do you look for in an equine partner? We know where you're going to start is pretty Uh, head. Absolutely. I like me. Amen.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now I've, that begs the question, Patty, pretty head. Mm -hmm. What everybody's pretty head is a different pretty head. What defines a pretty head for you?
1: Oh my gosh. He just has the biggest, most beautiful blinky eyes. My friend, Trina, the barn um, where I train out of, she said, "His eyes are so big, you can hear them blink." <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I just love big eyes. I don't know. It just does it for me. Big eyes, there
3: big beautiful eyes, big
2: beautiful eyes. She's yep. a softy. How about
3: you, mm-hmm. Tigger?
2: Yeah. Um, I think what to me makes a pretty head is the symmetry of the ears, the eyes, the the nose I like bling on a pretty head, so a white blaze is <laughs> always welcome mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. or a white star or a snip between the nostrils but it's how everything fits together that for me makes makes a pretty head
3: so you, so you like you like to so be I able to stand it? back and take in the and like entire...
2: Wow wow oh, I see okay cool. How about you, Jennifer?
3: Um, for me, I think for me, a pretty head is all about the expression on the pretty head because I have, mm. I, I love horses with dishy faces. I love horses with giant Roman noses. Oh, yeah. I love, ho- you know, if anybody ever looks at Nigel's head, my horse, he, he, his head's shaped like Jay Leno, but I think it's a <laughs> <laughs> Ah. <laughs> um, but the beauty is in the expression that is on the face um, because that it the ho- a horse's demeanor, his expression and his body and how he expresses himself using his body are, are the thing that speaks to me most about any given horse.
2: So, so oh. taking that into consideration and, and Patty's a uh, pretty head, uh, designation are there any other qualities <laughs> you look for in an equine partner
3: any other qualities um gotta have the right I think, attitude personality I'm not too sure which word is mm, it def- sure. it's definitely the horse's outlook on life is mm-hmm. absolutely paramount Amen I've learned that, the hard yeah. way not to be fooled by drop-dead gorgeous.
1: Pretty face but not behind.
3: Ah, yeah. Don't be fooled by drop-dead gorgeous. And a long time ago, I was working for a uh, a trainer. And we were looking for a pony for one of the client's children. And the client's children were the casual kid riders. They rode because mom rode. It wasn't really going to go anywhere. So we wanted to find them a nice, safe pony. We kept looking at ponies and looking at ponies and looking at ponies and couldn't find one suitable for these two young gals. They were like nine and 12 or so. Finally came across a pony trainer brings pony home. This pony was the ugliest pony God ever created. There was, (laughs) there was no hair on its body that was attractive. (laughs) It was put together by a bipartisan committee committee. Ah in, yes. In election year. <laughs> it was the mm-hmm. it was an ugly mover. It was it was ugly, ugly, ugly. But you could literally put monkeys on this pony's back and he would he would do the hunter course, he would take them fox hunting, he would do the flat cast, he would go to pony club, he could do anything. Wow as mm-hmm. mud every step of the way. He was a horrible mover. <laughs> he, yeah, I think he trotted with five legs. I don't know how he did it. Um, and he he carried these kids around and it was a really tough sell. They, they ended up leasing the pony from the trainer. They wouldn't buy him because he was too ugly. They said, well, we'll lease him so the kids have something to ride until we find something more suitable. Well, by the time they found, you know, the kids lost interest by that time. So it's just as well. And she said, you know, there's no such thing as an old bad pony because, or uh, how was that? Mm. N- no such thing as a bad, ugly pony. Cause if they're ugly, the only way they get old is by being gems.
2: Good. Yeah.
3: Cause wow. when you're, when you're gorgeous and drop dead, gorgeous, you can get away with murder as a pony. And they keep coming back. It's like, Oh my God, he's yep. so pretty. But when yep. you're an ugly yeah. pony, The only way you get to be older is because you take care of people so well. People don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's that demeanor and the personality and the attitude that make them good as gold. And I, I learned the hard way a few times when I kind of fell for the pretty face. Demeanor and personality and attitude. And after that, I like a horse that is a little bit. Has just a little bit of Arnold Schwarzenegger, or maybe a little Iron Man in him, a little attitude, a little pushy. I like that in a horse. That's funny. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it's so it's so funny because when Tigger was saying she likes the symmetry, I, I I I like him not. I mean, I like the confirmation to be you know balanced, but I like him to have stuff different. Like I always like I don't know two white, you know, front lights. Oh, you like a little one quirky, do you? White behind. I I, Yeah, I mean, because to me, what's, I I love, I mean, first and foremost, I love a personality. I really love them to, you know, be kind of cute and want to play, sort of be a pet. But, you know, it's so funny because, I mean, Tigger's one horse, Lion, was, he was, he was a a model. (laughs) He was so beautiful. I mean, everything about him was, you know, he was just beautiful. Um, And, I mean, you can't not look at him And he was quirky. And he was, no, he had a great personality. Yeah, but it's so funny. It's so funny how people um, seek out different things. Um, but, yeah, so I, but I like things to be a little bit different. Like, I don't particularly like it when the snip is, I like it off to the side, which is kind of dumb and dressage because, you know, you, you really need the head and neck to be See, that's straight.
3: I but. I can speak to that. Nigel has a stripe. Mm-hmm. Down his face, yeah, it's all connected, all the way yeah. from the top to the bottom, and it's crooked, and it makes mm-hmm. me crazy because every time that horse walks towards me, I'm going, "Oh my god, he's crooked! He's carrying his head weird. What's <laughs> wrong with him?" No, it's just his facial face. Oh, makes me crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's kind of fun.
1: I think it's <laughs> kind of fun. I think. I, see, I, I don't know. I mean, it's not not like this is already not a challenging thing, but I kind of like to have to work with the variables to make them look a little bit straighter. But yeah,
3: okay. For, Ooh, so funny. Tigger is yes. There, can you nail down one thing? That's a deal breaker. It's like there's one thing about that a horse can possess. One trait, no matter how insignificant that you say nope.
2: There are a couple.
3: <laughs> yeah, but you have to have pick pick your one. Oh
2: yeah, I like a, <sighs> a bad tale.
3: There you go. How about you, Patty? Oh, you can fix that. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: it's funny because years and years, I've always been a big, big tail person, but you can fix that. Um, I do like a good tail. Um, I would say, honestly and truly, I think the number one thing um, for me is a really, I mean, it it didn't have a good personality, but then I say that and I realize there's always underlying things because most horses don't want to be jerks. So uh, I would have to say a extreme, extreme Roman nose is a little would be hard for me. Yeah. But it's hard for me not to look at everything and think it's
3: beautiful. So I don't know. Yeah. I I I I, I have a genuinely superficial one. Genuinely superficial. Okay.
2: What, okay. What is it? I I can't wait okay, superficial wait. a bad tail is. <laughs>
3: um, yeah, I was going to say that is pretty super. fr- pretty yeah, okay. superficial. Yeah.
2: um Yeah.
3: I can't deal with one sock. Can't deal. Oh, it. oh that's that. so interesting. I love that. I love that. Can't do one sock. Oh, th- yeah. That's adorable. Yeah. Just it makes that, me twitch. It's so funny. <laughs> it makes me twitch. It makes me twitch. Do you think you're type A? I I might be. <laughs> <laughs> I can have one brown leg and three white ones, but not one white one and three brown ones. Okay. Oh,
1: okay, okay. I see what you're
3: saying. <gasps> yeah, I can't do. I can't do one white sock. Okay, you can have two, three, four, but not one. I'm sorry. I just.
2: You know, there's an old horseman's tale: one sock buy em, two socks try him, three socks. You know, like the more white socks you have, the more bad feet you have.
3: Yes. Yes. Which, well, that's kind of
1: true, though, Tig. I mean, I yeah. And I don't if buy into
3: it at all. I've had some <laughs> horses with white feet that were had fabulous feet. Okay, but were they chestnuts?
2: And were they warm bloods? Uh None of them were warm <laughs> bluts. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Most of them were thoroughbreds. I have, one, I have one hackney pony with four white feet that's got fabulous feet.
1: Yeah. Well, that's hackney. That's the hackney part, yeah. Have good feet, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I think they're going to stress a...
3: their, their, their attitudes as well as their feet are very, very hard in a hackney pony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There we go. Well, if if you've got interesting personality quirks, physical quirks.
2: Oh, can I just say things? one more thing? Oh,
3: one more. Go ahead. One more.
2: Um. We're uh, sponsoring a cutting horse rider in California. Yes. And um, he did a, a, an article for us on what the qualities he looks for in a cutting horse. Mm-hmm. And the cutting horse people put more emphasis on the dam line than the sire line.
1: Really? Interesting. interesting.
2: They, uh, yes. And it's more about the mare because – She's more dominant in throwing what they're looking for. Really? Hmm. And I thought maybe we on uh, the sport horse side start need to start paying a lot more attention to the dam line. I mean, we always go with the sire. It's but he's she is by this, he is by that, and the mare is sort of like the and out of da-da-da. But in cutting, it's all about the dam
3: I it would be interesting to have Brandis on sometime and chat with I, him about that. I should that.
2: have him on yeah it'd be great to have on
3: yeah Brandis Langston
2: he's got a fantastic yes. name he does oh, great, well first that's
1: a great name right that's a, that's a great name
3: yeah
2: yes cool yeah let's let's plan on getting him on sometime in okay. the next I'll, couple I'll months I'll and, invite and him chat so we can talk about that because I found that really fascinating
1: that'd be interesting yeah for sure for sure
3: Yeah, cool. Well, there we go. All kinds of interesting quirks and and traits that we do and don't like. And if you've got some, hop on over to Facebook and look up Biostar US and uh, tell us all about yours.
4: (laughs) Hello, hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Hello.
2: You're in a good mood. <laughs> you are.
4: I am. I'm in extremely good mood, yes. How come? I don't know. I just woke up this morning after keeping the servant awake all night and thought I shall be the, the mere personification
2: of K-9 and Susie today. Oh. Ah. So that is the perfect segue into our Indeed. question. Indeed. Well, fabulous. What qualities do you look for in a human servant?
4: Obedience,
2: but I never find it now,
4: do I? <laughs> I mean, this one's submission score on a regular basis is a 2.5. Ooh, of a that 10. Is, Ooh.
2: Oof. That's all you obedience. want is obedience?
4: Well, the traditional desire to serve is always pleasant. A wish to make me happy Mm -hmm. at all times. Oh, a desire to make my happiness the utmost characteristic defining that individual's life. (laughs) My happiness (laughs) above all else. Over all (laughs) us. I'm your laughing, Tigger.
2: Because just because yeah, you realize you're not
4: servant material. Oh,
2: that's definitely not. And I don't think servant material of your caliber exists. Mm-hmm. So
4: far no, but I remain ever optimistic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, and and what small um weakness would you accept a servant?
4: Occasionally allow the servant to sleep if it did not inconvenience me.
2: Why anyway, did you keep your servant up last night?
4: wasn't just me. There were others involved. Was somebody sick? We all ate foot at the farriery. And then... We needed to go out 342 times between when we went to bed and when we woke up an hour before the alarm. (laughs) Hmm.
2: And that meant carrying all of you down (laughs) the stairs. Yes. So
4: fun. (laughs) And, you know, the servant is theoretically incapacitated in some ways or partially incapacitated, so she has to clutch Onto the wall when she's walking down the stairs carrying (laughs) two companions. So funny. (laughs) That's horrible. Wow. You should see her trying not to die when my brother, the goblin, goes streaking down the stairs through (laughs) her very feet. (laughs) So funny. It doesn't danger me, of course, but I assume the servant will fall to block my fall. She knows of course, she put her body it's between so cool. me
2: and the stairs. So, yeah. I'll be fine. Yeah, of <laughs> of and was this, like, vomit?
4: My brother just has to go outside every two hours, and he wakes up the rest of us. And then we have to go outside and sort of parade about. <laughs> <laughs> in a sort of fluff fest in the, you know, midnight, 2 a.m., 4 a.m.,
2: Oh time I, period. I would so kill you.
4: You would <laughs> not. Yes,
3: I would. So so are we to take from that, that that little snippet of conversation right there, one of the traits that Hedwig looks for in a human servant is one that it does not have a desire to kill her when she keeps her up on <laughs> Yes.
4: Right? And that I, I think that's a, a big, a big, big factor. Yeah. Night sleeper. (laughs) Night sleeper would be good. And also, someone who doesn't require a lot of sleep. Yes. Good to know. Or food, because half your food will be given to me. There we go. Well, thank you very much. And half will be given to my sister. So, no food for you. (laughs) No food for
3: us. Well, thank you for the the pointers. And we're going to write all of these down and make sure that we take Mm -hmm. that into account next time we're looking for service for, for.
2: but, you know, yeah. for
4: people who, um, you know, think they might want to adopt a Pomeranian, many have lower standards than I do.
2: Ah, okay. okay. So yours is
3: the gold know. standard. Good to know. Good to know.
4: Yeah, I mean, my sister's really pea know. blossom and mustard seed seem to think that this servant is adequate. Ah. And my sister, Christabel, loves her, despite her many iniquities <laughs> and failures oh, well, thanks, and shortcomings. Eddie.
3: Thanks, Hetty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Keeping our horses happy and healthy is paramount to horse owners everywhere. Since our horses are often a reflection of the environment we create for them, the Stall and Stable Show covers ideas that help us create the best home we can. From innovations in barn design to business best practices and lifestyle segments, there's a new episode every two weeks at stallandstable.com, horse radio network, Or wherever you get your podcasts. So we are at the Parapedia section of our program and I thought I would reflect on some things that were a big deal for me this season in Florida, which is great ideas for the bored equine or the active equine or one that likes to continually pick things up or throw them at you or whatever. Anyway, so my little baby horse, Hal, um, (laughs) um, he's very oral and he loves to pick things up and um, entertain himself. The problem is, is that when he's not, when he's done with his hay or he doesn't want to eat his hay anymore, what, what, what do you do? So the girl that, uh, the wonderful girl that was helping me this past, um, season has a horse that's very similar. So we came up with a bunch of good ideas and some I have done before, but some hopefully will be helpful for anybody that has a equine that is (laughs) gets bored. So what Hal will do is um, at home, if he is um, kind of bored and doesn't want to eat it anymore, he'll pick up his hay, or excuse me, his feed pan, and he'll just throw it at any place that goes by. Um, so what we have tried to do is different things for him. One is um, you can put um, a milk bottle or some sort of bottle, like I if you have... Um, laundry soap or whatever. I always rinse it out really well and I'll tie it to a rope. And that's a fun thing to do, but that does eventually get a little bit old after they, they push it and squish it and whatever. But it's really fun for probably about a week. Um, I've tried some rubber uh, toys, which I've also put on a string, um, which has also been great fun for him. Um, or stuffed animal now, and of course, suggesting a stuffed animal, you have to make sure it's nothing that the horse, like if there's eyes on it or whatever, you don't want them to be able to ingest them, but that's also can be a great, a great thing for them. Um, I have done, um, the ones that you can put up at the corner of, um, your arena, if you're doing, depending on what discipline you do, they can be a lot of fun as well. Um for how all of these things that I'm suggesting ended up being a little bit of a, a boring thing for him. Um, old, uh, old tires, which again, that's something that you can do out in, in a field um, if they get bored out there. But a couple great new ideas that I got from this wonderful girl that, that worked for me was pool noodles. Have you guys ever used pool noodles for the worst? And what? you have to be careful because you have to pool noodles, you know, pool the pool noodles. noodles, noodles awesome. Oh, the- yes. Right. Okay. Can I tell you how much fun that is? Lots of fun. Lots of fun. Uh, also, you know, the exercise balls. Great idea. I've not tried that with Hal yet. Um, the one thing that I just did, which was a great idea is, have you guys heard of it's not, it? I'm calling it a hay cube, but it's kind of a hay round ball that you put a bunch of hay in and it's not to give them their daily their their hay it's to keep them occupied this thing is sort of round and has a bunch of holes in it that thing is awesome you can hang it up or you can put it on the ground great idea just telling you if you if you yeah i
3: know which one you're talking about it, it's it's a hard ball but it's got lots of flat yeah. sides it's almost like a imagine a <laughs> giant sized golf ball And instead of having dimples, it has these fist-sized holes in it so that you can jam hay inside of it. Yeah, The nice part about those is they're super, super, super sturdy so the horses can kick them and chew on them and throw them around and they're indestructible. Yeah.
1: So the downside is if you live in the barn (laughs) when they're banging them up against the wall, it can be a little bit loud. But I'll tell you what. So for, for me with little baby Hal, when we go to horse shows, he gets very bored very easily. And um, he'll start banging at the door. Or he'll want to go out or, you know, he's used to being outside. So this I'm hoping is going to be a great, a great tool for him. Um, so two other suggestions I thought was such a great idea um, is uh, carrots or apples in their water bucket just to kind of keep them occupied for a period of time. I've not tried it, but that's something I'm definitely going to try. Um, one of One of the girls that works for us, um, if you have uh, automatic waterers and you're worried about your horses not drinking from it, if you put carrots in, th- in them, they tend to go over to it and you know eat the carrot and start to figure out they can drink water from it. So that's kind of a great segue for that. But the uh, the, the last thing that I have is: Have you guys heard of the the licket? Um, yeah. It's a, it, and um and now i have not looked into this i don't know what it you know what what's in the lick thing but if you hang that if you can, if you're able to hang that in the middle of the stall um it apparently can pro- provide hours of entertainment <laughs> and you can even hang things from it like carrots or you know whatever and you can put it in the middle of the stall and i guess there's a a, a lick of thing that they can lick but they really have to work at it and I have to tell you, all of these suggestions were such great things because, you know, being, being down in Wellington, you know, when you're at home, the horses can be brought out as much as you want them to. And I love my horses to be out. But here, you can't turn them out at night. Um, so keeping him entertained was a challenge. And getting the hay cube was a big thing. But I have some of the other things I'm going to try um, when I go home. Do you guys have any? Um, Jennifer, have you had stuff that you've done, too?
3: Oh, yes, especially with Scooter, who lives in a dry lot, so we're constantly trying to figure out ways to entertain him. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, I, that we got, I actually, there's a, a website, the name of which doesn't come to me at this particular moment, but it is a collaborative effort amongst the staffs at, at zoos all over the world, and they when they're creating enhancements for the habitats, they put them up on this website free for anybody, how they made it and what it's for and what types of animals they're for. Um, And they have ones in there for hooved animals like horses. So check out zoo. um, Oh, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. But one way that we really cool that we did, and it's pretty straightforward and simple and it's especially useful for horses who are bored but don't know what to do themselves. They end up standing standing still mm-hmm. and chewing on the fence or horses right. who are bored and afraid to do anything. like, oh my God, the whole world's scary. They, they've kind of lost that curiosity factor. Get yourself a whole mm-hmm. crap load of traffic cones. The, I found the heavier ones mm-hmm. work better versus the cheapy plastic right. ones that you use for children's soccer. I like the heavier ones better, but the right. soccer ones will work too. Get as many as you possibly can. And put a tiny little treat of some sort, a piece of a carrot or apple, a hay cube, something that the horse likes to eat, under one, and you spread them all over the field, and you put a cube (laughs) or something underneath each one. So they have to go around and knock them over and get the cookies. And
1: oh, that's a great idea. You
3: do that a couple of times. And what they start that's doing is they go idea. around and they get them all and then they go around again and they move them again and they move them again. And what we started doing is getting really clever and shoving treats up into the tops of them a little bit. Oh, wow. So that when they knock them over, they get the treat that was on the ground. But then when they were, went over to start beating on it a little bit, then the treat fell out of the top. It was like, surprise. <laughs> oh, that is
1: brilliant. <laughs> that's great.
3: And it gets them moving around the field yeah, versus... Like the, cause we've yeah. used the hay pillows and stuff like most of the horses didn't seem to move around a lot. And that really made them move around cause we spread them across the entire field. And that, that we found that that's to be very idea. useful. Yeah, that was fun. Now the, the, the field looked a little bit like the parking lot after cross, <laughs> after cross country day at Land Rover, but you know, so, yeah, uh, that that's one that we found. That's okay.
1: Fun. Yeah.
2: Okay. That's great. That's
1: great. Tigger, do you have any? Do you have anything that you've had to do?
2: No, I, I feel really out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know. I, I don't know if we're going to top Jen's. I mean, because that was pretty good. Yeah, that was <laughs>
2: that was amazing.
1: Well, if anybody has any ideas, let us know on uh, the Healthy Twitter uh, Facebook page because it, it was kind of funny um, being in a different, um, you know, a different place. Me with Hal and some of the challenges, just because he just gets, he gets bored super easy and he just wants people to, uh, you know, come by and keep them entertained. But um, if you have any ideas, let us know.
2: I think he needs a goat. Here we are at Critter Nutrition, and the topic is histamines. Friend and foe. It's become very apparent that more and more horses are dealing with allergy sensitivities and respiratory issues. For the past year, I've spent a lot of time down the rabbit hole examining the Western and Eastern medicinal approaches to allergies and asthma. As with other complicated health issues, the more I studied, the more research I followed, the more I realized... There is a lot that isn't known yet, particularly as it pertains to horses. But what we do know, horses with asthma experience an imbalance between the chemical reduction and oxidation reactions in the body. Horses with asthma, the oxidation state is what is present. Asthma is associated with decreased antioxidant defenses, such as superoxide dismutase. The physiological roots of allergies are found in the inflammatory process from oxidative stress. Allergies begin with the immune system. Allergic reactions, such as hives and food allergies, are the result of overstimulation of the immune system in response to a substance, such as a pollen. Or a specific food. When we think of allergies in equine, human, and canines, we often immediately think of antihistamines. But what exactly are histamines? Histamines are inflammatory mediators. Other inflammatory mediators you might recognize are cytokines, prostaglandins, leukotrienes, and reactive oxygen species. Histamine receptors are located in the central nervous system, heart, lungs, vasculature, sensory nerves, gastrointestinal smooth muscles, immune cells, and the adrenal gland. When the immune system interprets a harmless substance as an invading pathogen, it releases histamines. These histamines bind to specific receptors throughout the body. Symptoms of histamines bound to receptors are runny nose, watery eyes, tissue swelling, and constriction of bronchi. Histamine release increases vasodilation, the dilation of blood vessels, which then increases the permeability of the blood vessel walls to help immune cells reach the affected area. This process is meant to help rid the body of foreign invaders, but it can be harmful in severe allergic reactions and chronic inflammatory diseases. Histamines are important compounds, helping regulate stomach acid for digestion and responding to inflammation. Histamines are part of the body's immunoregulation function of the immune system. The role histamine plays in inflammation as a characteristic of allergies and asthma is sizable. Histamines in the inflammatory process are released by mast cells as an immune response. Mast cells are multifunctional tissue-dwelling cells and are a major producer of histamine. Mast cells also synthesize prostaglandin-2, leukotrienes, and cytokines, playing a major role in the body's inflammatory response. Histamines also play an important role in the equine stomach. Because of the sensitivity of the equine GI tract, the role of histamine in this region of the body deserves notice. Histamine is believed to impact at least three major gut functions. Modulation of GI motility, enhancement of gastric acid production, and alteration of mucosal ion secretion. Histamine is the primary stimulant of hydrochloric acid secretion in the stomach, which is essential for the gastric stage of digestion. Secondary stimulants are acetylcholine and gastrin. Histamine and ulcer treatments. HR2 blockers, also known as H2 receptor antagonists, are commonly used in the treatment and prevention of gastric ulcers in horses. These receptor blocker medicines are known by various names, cimetidine, feminidine, and ranitidine. These medications block the histamine receptors in order to decrease the amount of acid produced in the stomach. However, proton pump inhibitors such as omeprazole inhibit the final stage of gastric acid secretion, Proton pump inhibitors are very effective at inhibiting histamine, acetylcholine, and gastrin. Histamine is also released from mast cells during an inflammatory response in the large intestine and can actually increase secretion and impair absorption by the colonic mucosa. Antihistamines are medications that are intended to reduce or block the effects of one of the four histamine receptors in the body. Antihistamines are H1 blockers or H2 blockers. H1 blockers like Benadryl, chlorotrimaton, Dimetap target smooth muscle and endothelial cells, and H2 blockers like Ranitidine or Semitidine antagonize histamine activity in the stomach. H2 blockers can reduce the amount of acid produced in the gut since hydrochloric acid is triggered by histamine. Common side effects of antihistamine medications are sedation and decreased coordination. A few horses get very excited on antihistamines. Others can colic or have a loss of appetite. Corticosteroids, such as dexamethasone, are not histamine blockers. Instead. Corticosteroids are potent anti-inflammatory drugs inhibiting prostaglandin synthesis and COX-1 and COX-2. Corticosteroids should be taken with caution. Luckily, we have nutritional support for allergies and asthma in horses. Corsetin phytosome is a flavonoid from the Japanese pagoda tree. It has been studied extensively for its antioxidant properties. Corsidin helps inhibit histamines released by mast cells, most often associated with inflammation. Resveratrol, sourced from fermented yeast, has been studied for its anti-inflammatory and antioxidant activities. Current research shows that it may decrease the release of histamine. Superoxide dismutase is an enzyme from melons, that breaks down potentially harmful oxygen molecules known as reactive oxygen species. SOD, as it's known, constitutes an important antioxidant defense against oxidative stress in the body. Patented Boswellia serrata resin with quince fruit extracts supports anti-inflammatory, specifically the inhibition of 5-LOX specific to the respiratory tract. This novel plant source extract of Boswellia and quince has been granted a license based on clinical trials from Health Canada to support respiratory health. It's obvious that allergies and asthma are complicated equine issues. Understanding the role of histamine is important to addressing and supporting horses with allergies and asthma. Coming soon, Biostar support formula, Allerex, And now we're at Coffee Clatch, and we're going to talk about dog breeds that have a sense of humor. And when I was thinking of this, the, the dog breed that first came to my mind was the Jack Russell Terrier. <laughs> <laughs> because as serious as they are about going after varmints, I find them incredibly amusing little dogs. I, I, I think they are funny. Maybe they don't intend to agree. be funny, but <laughs> I think they're hilarious.
3: Are you laughing so with them or at them? They're
2: number one yeah. on my list. Number two is the golden doodle or labrador. They're is that? so goofy. Interesting. I would when they're young, that. they are goofballs. Interesting. They make me laugh. They're like all this fluff. That's bouncing around and because it's part lab and part poodle, it doesn't really know what it is and it's trying to figure it out and oh, they just, they just make me giggle. (laughs) They have the attention span of a gnat and they're they're just funny. (laughs) funny. My parents had one and it ran laps around the kitchen table, which happened to be round (laughs) and it just would... Run laps. It was. It, I, I was like, "What the heck are you doing?" And he'd stop and he'd pant, <laughs> and they would start all over again. And no. of course, he went clockwise. Um, yeah, I, I <laughs> think they're, I think they're silly. Um, wh- how about you, Patty?
1: I have two, and hands down, I am right. I'm just going to say this. Because (laughs) the funniest dog I have ever had continuously, and this is part of like a-
2: I'm going to guess what this is. Okay.
1: Okay, you've had and guess. Good. Frenchie. Oh, of course. Hands down. They are the most comical dog I have ever had on a continual basis because there's, you know, there's things that all my dogs have done that have been pretty, pretty funny. But Frenchies have a sense of humor- And they're, they're like, they're referred to as like a clown dog. And, um, I gotta tell you, I agree. I, I, some of the things they do are just, I don't know. They're just so hysterical the way they sit. They, they sit, you know, frog dog with their legs behind them. Um, the noises they make, um, how funny they talk. Like they sound like little kids when they like sometimes how, um, they, I don't know the, uh, they're just such joyful, such a joyful breed, but but just hands down the funniest. I would say the second funniest, and I have to say, Tigger, you're right about Jack Russell for sure. Um, was um, I had a Brussels Griffon that was <laughs> just, um, the way their mannerisms were so funny, um, uh, and and kind of a little bit, not not as much as the Frenchie, but just again, had just sort of a, a, just a silly sense of humor, the way they sat, the way they asked for things, the way they presented them, like everything they did was kind of funny. Um, not as active as what you were saying to her with the golden doodle, but, um, but still just brought tons of joy, tons of joy.
2: You know, I How looked you, up what the funny dog breeds were and they'd done a study Yeah. And, and also what the least funny dog breeds are.
1: Oh, what was that? That's interesting.
2: Bulldog. Bloodhound. Really? Yes. Bulldog, least Bloodhound. Funny. Least. Okay. And okay, interesting. like foxhound. Yeah, and the funniest I mean, okay. dog was the English Springer. Really? Yeah, I, w- I, 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 I don't. I, didn't, I don't know, and, know
1: that I would have said that.
2: I and yeah. poodle. I can. Poodle? T- I can see poodle yeah. being in there.
1: Yeah, I could see. I could see. Yeah, I could see a poodle being funny. Yeah. I could see a
2: poodle being funny. Jen, what? What are your picks?
3: My pick. <laughs>
2: your pick. <laughs>
3: My pick. <laughs> um, I have a tie. Oh between the dandy dinmont terrier
2: oh they're pretty funny and the bedlington terrier <laughs> okay oh
3: uh, okay because any dog okay who is it happy like they to wear do. those haircuts has <laughs> got to have a sense of humor okay do you is that not the truth
2: well, the, no, well then you have to now yeah whatever.
3: yeah that's pretty good that's pretty because good because the
2: poodle cut for dog shows is pretty hysterical
3: but it's outwardly yeah. hysterical it's it's just versus the the I think particularly the Dandy Dinmont. It's subtly oh,
2: it's so funny, funny. It's just and, funny look. Yeah,
3: and if you Google it, Dandy Dinmont Terrier is actually Marty Allen reincarnated.
2: <laughs>
3: just and if you don't know who Marty <laughs> Allen is, that's okay. Marty Allen comedian. Google it, image Google image, and that's a D- Dandy Dinmont Terrier. It's right there. Yeah. And then I got down that rabbit hole, and then I realized that the Mexican hairless was designed after Phyllis Diller. (laughs) Oh, that's okay. Okay, well, well done, well done. I didn't realize that until just today. I'm like, oh my gosh, look at that! Who knew?
1: So you're, yeah, you're, you're educating through. uh, Yeah, that's so funny. That's so funny. I didn't thought of Phyllis Diller forever.
2: Um. There is a great quote about poodles from the comedian Rita Rudner.
3: I love Rita Rudner.
2: I wonder if other dogs think poodles are members of a weird religious cult.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh my gosh. Afghan hounds are Joan Rivers. What? (laughs) Oh, well, yes. Who knew? Oh my! Yeah. I've, stop. Turn off Indeed. Google, Jennifer. Stop. <laughs> Turn That's, off Google. Yeah. <laughs> I needed a smile today, Tigger. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> you're you're so very that well. Was, that, was good.
3: Smile. that was good. That was good.
1: Thanks for listening, everyone, and thanks to our
2: sponsor, Biostar US. You can find them online at biostarus.com. Get the Horse Radio Network phone app on iOS or Android by searching for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and easy to use. For details about today's show, go to healthycrittersradio.com, where you can find links, photos, and more information about our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Healthy Critters Radio. Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio
1: Network at horseradionetwork.com.